Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Chat. Happy Saturday morning to everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. This is a glorious day here today. Really just, I guess what the natives in Florida call perfect because it's clear, it's sunny, there are no chemtrails. The temperature is just about 75 or 80. Um, balmy, just beautiful. No humidity. So I have this beautiful cup. And just to let you know, I'm, I'm really sad because I, it came, um, I think someone ordered it to be sent to me and there was no uh, identification as to who sent it on the package from the company they sent it through. Um, and inside there was no personal note or card. So my apologies if I missed anything, uh, but I, I cannot tell you or thank you directly. Can't tell you who sent it, but it's a, it's a really beautiful cup and it says in the middle, you are, and it just has all these beautiful um, uh, passages from the Bible where certain words were key, like strong, capable, <clears throat> chosen. Just beautiful. Thank you so much. And I apologies. Write to me in my Proton Mail, Dr. Jane Ruby at Proton Mail. Let me know if you see this and who you are. And if you want, I'll, I'll acknowledge your, your first name or whatever you prefer in the next coffee chat. So I want to talk about, I'm sure this is on your minds as well. Do you notice there's sort of a rhythm and a wave to, to these things, uh, these messaging things that come up? I'm getting better at it myself. I, I was never, I'm not an, an intelligence expert. But I do think there are going to be repetitive, cyclical waves of messaging operations. And so with that said, I, I'm not accusing anyone in particular. <clears throat> Some people who have very high visibility pass this information on and jump on the narrative bandwagon, and they don't really know they're being used to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. And many people are part of it. Whatever it is, though, these are going to be good exercises for all of us to say, wait a, whoa, wait a minute, discernment. Before I get all like, oh my God, they're, they're coming out and warning us about, you know, this, these three diseases. Remember, disease X is a placeholder for future tyranny. I wanna repeat that because I know everybody's running 100 miles an hour and it's really important that you understand this. This whole disease X, like its own operation, you know, on the list, CDC, FDA, you know, it's disease X. We got a public health emergency. We don't know what it is, but we'll let you know. It's a placeholder for future tyranny. You're not gonna fall for it. So it, these are opportunities for all of us to sharpen our discernment tools. Like, wait a minute, okay, let me step back. You're telling me about screw worm? You're telling me this is a flesh-eating, wound-eating, you know, worm, parasitic worm, uh, you don't you don't quite see them. Maybe you do. You see them underneath the, the wound because they're moving around and all this like sci-fi creepy stuff. And you've got pay attention to the chorus of people. The chorus can change, by the way. I'm not saying there's one chorus. Some choruses could be trying to do something good. Some are bad people. 
think you're getting better at figuring the distinction out between those two. But <clears throat> there's a chorus out right now saying, ooh, these, you know, these, the illegal invasion, now let me be very clear. I focus on the invasion because I think if you don't have a country, if you don't have laws and rules and borders, you really have chaos. And we're, we're heading into that. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not minimizing the, the illegals coming in. Uh, some of them, especially from areas of the world like in South America where they never could have gotten through the Darien Gap and gotten up here. Uh, don't, don't misunderstand me. Those are risks when you're not screening people. That's why they all came through Ellis Island and they were all checked uh, for, you know, scabies and head lice and, you know, syphilis or, you know, all kinds of, you know, tuberculosis, all kinds of uh, communicable diseases. <clears throat> but when your government's facilitating the border invasion, and like the, I put out a great tape of someone at the border saying, what are we letting them in for? I mean, these people are from Syria and Iran, and how do they get here to Mexico? In other words, he's, he's got it, he knows. It's being facilitated by our government. Those people are probably not carrying diseases um, because they're coming from like second world countries. <clears throat> and in some cases, uh, part of the first world. They could be of means, um, but they're being utilized. So it's very complex. You see the layers and layers and layers, okay. But I see a chorus forming of people saying, because look, I'm, I'm no fan of the illegals coming. I think it's for a far nefarious reason than just creating a bigger democratic base. Let's start there. But when I see a chorus forming of high profile people saying, look out, we're going to be under attack, screw worm and dengue fever, and all these things are coming in and, you know, some, you know, multi-drug resistant tuberculosis and infections. Okay, well, let's pull back. Let's pull back into some reality, into some truth in medicine. Guess what the treatment is for screw worm if it does infect or embed itself into a human? I mean, don't get me wrong. Parasites of any form, I consider those type of worms, ringworm, hookworm, all in the parasite family. And believe me, I just had a great tutorial education for two hours with Dr. Lee Merritt yesterday, and you'll see that interview next week. Parasites are ubiquitous, proliferative, and unavoidable. But what you can do is keep your own body healthy, be prepared. Anyway, let me get back to, do you know what the treatment is for screwworm? that everybody's like, you know, be afraid. It's ivermectin. Yeah, look it up. Don't trust Dr. Jane. I've told you that. I'll give you the information. I'll give you the pathway to get there. But look it up. It's, it's ivermectin and several other anti-parasitics. Dengue fever. You've been told over and over again. Um, as early, uh, partially as early as Dr. Zevzelenko. These are these hemorrhagic fevers are RNA viruses. As such, they respond to the uh, antiparasitics like hydroxychloroquine, 
like ivermectin, like fenbendazole. So pay attention. Um, I'll plug this in. Go to Dr. Stella, Dr. Stella MD, Dr. Stella MD.com. Get your get get your stock up. I don't think she has fenbendazole. Uh, I've kind of put her on the spot a couple times. She goes, I don't have that. Uh, I don't see why she couldn't or her team of doctors couldn't write a prescription for it. Maybe it's kept under wraps. <coughs> I don't know. Some people, fenbendazole is another thing that's at pet stores, uh, feed stores, things like that, because like ivermectin, it's it's an, a dewormer antiparasitic. And we are mammals and we get in, we probably have, according to Dr. Merritt, which you'll hear next week, even the healthiest of us, or at least seemingly, and the well, most well of us, still probably harbor some um, parasites. She described them as intracellular, so they're not going to be very visible, but their tracks and where they've been and what they've done will be. Okay, so dengue fever, RNA viral type infectious diseases, not easy to catch. People that have full-blown <clears throat> inability to, you know, sort of maybe shed their mucus and stuff like that, um, you're going to know they're super sick. High fever, you're going to, you know, you're going to keep a little distance. But the, the screw worm, ivermectin, when I saw these, I thought, okay, they're doing a fear campaign. Um, Multi-drug resistant tuberculosis um, Tuberculosis is not like a typical bacterium where you use an antibiotic like penicillin, ampicillin, azithromycin, things like that, different categories of antibiotics. Um, it's, it, 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 is, it is treatable, but it can leave um, residual deficits, damage to the lung, the lungs internally. So it's not something you want to mess with, um, but it's it's early. It's you can detect it early uh, with it tests if you think you've been exposed to someone. Um, there are concerns for multi-antibiotic resistant, you know, across many classes of antibiotics. That kind of resistance for you know il um, infections that are helped with those specific antibiotics. Uh, with patients in the hospital, when we suspect, we didn't just throw an antibiotic at them, we ran a test on either their sputum or um, a wound that maybe was weeping with, you know, green or yellow pus, it changed. So we would, we would swab it, or you'd swab the sputum, whatever they cough up from their lungs, um, and do a test for what's called culture and sensitivity. So you culture it to see if you could identify the organism specifically, and then uh, the test would give you the, the different classes of antibiotics or antifungals or anti-whatever that the drug that the organism was sensitive to, and so that you could be more on target with what you prescribed. So I hope that helps. Um, my bigger concern is why are they doing it? Whether these people, and there are some people in there that are people I like, 
still trust more than anybody else. Not 100%, but. So either they're unwittingly being used or some of them are doing it because they're part of an operation and they understand it. Either way doesn't matter to me. Um, my, you know, analyst mind goes to why? Why now? Why are they putting out, I'm seeing the pattern. Dengue fever, screw worm, it's gonna come over to the United States. The United States declared in 1966 that there was no screw worm in the country. Now, the, the, the concern is if you let it go crazy and we've got a government that's trying to kill us, destroy our farmland, cut our food supply. So it's, I'm not saying it's not possible, but the time that you get really concerned is when you get big infiltration of screw worm or anything like it in your livestock, in your livestock feed, um, and they get hit. Um, and then you've got to give them tons of medication or worse, you almost worse or just as bad, you have to euthanize them. And then there goes your food supply. So these things are not implausible, right? And I worry and think about why, what are they doing? What is the purpose of putting out this fear now? Um, I mean, I'm already well stocked in ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Um, I have it stocked in different places. I have my family stocked. Um, I have friends that I can call on that will send, and you should too, that, that will send a prescription to a compounding pharmacy for something last minute that you know won't be coming from a pharmaceutical. Um, but for the most part, I trust Dr. Stella. She's the best source for me. Um, and uh, you will get a discount if you use the promo code Ruby. But um, just be careful getting anything from out of the country. Anyway, so that's that. So if, if you know that you have an, you know, a pathway to deal with it, should they purposely drop it or infiltrate it into our country? Um, you don't have to be scared. It's not gonna happen fast in a natural way. So this to me is either they're gonna drop something, they're gonna proliferate something into the country, and you need to be prepared for a lot of different things. Most of all, you need to be prepared to be healthy because this human body, your human body, it's like getting a new computer. There's some, you'll never use 50% of the capability of it because you'll never know unless you're like a, you know, an expert or a hacker and you, or, or unless you spend a lot of time, which you, you should, um, learning it. But there's so much that the body can do and protect us from. So it goes back to those basics. And that's why I'm always repeating those basics of um, all the things that grandma and, and mama told you. Good sleep. Uh, I spent a considerable amount of my time, my career. Uh, some people don't know this. Um, in sleep medicine, I ran a 15-bed polysomnographic clinic where we did sleep studies on people. 
look at their brain waves, look at their sleep patterns, um, see how we could help them. And most of the time it was with sleep hygiene, not with pharmaceuticals, but, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so good sleep and the best sleep, my mentors all taught me, the best sleep you'll ever get is whatever you get before midnight. I don't know what it is. That's why shift workers are all messed up and, you know, circadian rhythms are disrupted. Um, force yourself to go to bed at 10 or 10.30. It sounds crazy when it's not a special occasion because whatever you can get asleep before midnight, it's magical. Two hours before midnight in, in, in sleep, in stage, stages three and four sleep, you have stages one through four and REM. REM is its own stage. Okay, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a tutorial on sleep medicine and sleep hygiene someday if you react and tell me in the comments below that you want to see that. Um, two hours of sleep in stages three and four, and that's where you go first. You know, it's, it's disproportionately distributed. That in, you, you sleep in five 90-minute cycles. You get the deepest, if you're healthy, you'll go into three and four, which is the healing mode early. It's kind of a revolutionary or um, evolutionary thing, sorry. Um, I've got revolution on the mind. Evolutionary development, because, you know, in the caveman days, you know, predators would come right away. You know, early, you had, you had, you had to get your best sleep right away, because if you were interrupted an hour or two later, you had to move on to the next safe place. So you get more healing sleep in, the, in two hours before midnight than you would eight hours after midnight. Now, that may sound counterintuitive, but the sleep you get before midnight is gold. It's gold. And think about it. You know, when you go to bed at 9, 10 o'clock, and you fall asleep about 10.30, you know, hopefully by 11 at the latest, you get, you get that hour. And then, and then you get another 6 or 7. You know, you really feel differently than if you go to bed at 2 and sleep till 9. You feel different. Um, yeah. Okay. So good sleep, what I mean by good sleep is that kind of sleep. Not just quantity, but quality. Um, we're all on the hunt to do as best we can for good, clean food. We have, it's been exposed now that our food has been poisoned, mostly from corruption, but now it's part of the mass DOD mass genocide operation to kill us. Why not? Throw it in there. We're going to get, you know, like Dr. Shiva says, we're going to get hit in a swarm model. Many different angles and sides. But there is still hope. Um, in fact, you can do a lot of things on your own. And I'm doing it for myself and my family. But let me give you an example. I, from a small plant, and I, I do pot gardening because I can control the soil. I know my soil doesn't have toxins in it. I have minerals in my soil that have been devoid from, you know, years of what they've done to our land. And I'm in a still a bit of a semi-urban center. So I'm, I know that neighbors and surrounding areas are using Roundup, glyphosate, which is forever. Glyphosate never breaks down. That's why we're just saturating ourselves. So I started, I've always wanted to grow 
strawberries. So I want to show it to you, right? They're getting pink. No, am I going to have a field? No. Am I going to have 10 pounds of strawberries? No. But I can get a little fruit. There's a little vitamin C, right? And I've got pots over there. I'm up to four above ground pots of lemon and limes. And they go cyclically and they'll give me 10, 15 limes a cycle. And now that I have three pots, you know, a cycle could be maybe three, four months. I mean, here in this climate of South Florida. So if I have, I mean, I'd like to get 10 pots, but I have three pots right now. They're all coming up into a cycle. One's, one's a little ahead of the other two. And I think I've shown pictures in my social media. And so if I have, you know, maybe 10, let's be conservative, 10 lemons or 10 limes, I consider them equal in terms of their medicinal value. Um, from three pots, that's 30 to 40 limes. At very, you know, coming in at different sort of pacing, right? They don't all come in at once because I'd have to give them away um, before they rotted because they're not coated with anything like APL. Um, so, um, so over the course of, you know, if I use a few, uh, I try to use one a day, but if I use a few, I have to supplement <clears throat> with the farm markets, the places that I know of in my area that don't, you know, spray or use anything. But for the most part, I'm, I'm kind of self-sustaining a little bit there. I've got a couple of green pepper plants. I have tomatoes coming that will be here in about three or four months that we're, are gonna be out of this tower garden. So I wanted to show you the tower garden because um, if you can see the top of it, that's all basil, cilantro, oregano. Down in the middle, I've got just a ton of lettuce. I had a big salad last night. And look, it doesn't even look like there's a dent and I have three of those. And then in the lower portion, I've got the tomatoes coming in. Um, and I'll make salads with tomatoes and basil and get the raw, you know, um, cheese from Loxahatchee Co-op and, and do like the Caprese. So, you know, you start to self-sustain. I've got, um, I'm lucky to be in this climate, in this part of the world. I have a banana tree that was maybe about this tall. Now, a little bit of a problem because that is in the ground. I don't have my banana tree in a pot. Um, so I may be judicious about that. Although I've talked to some experts lately that say that plants are really interesting. Vegetation plants uh, actually do not uptake the metal contaminants into themselves when they take the water. They, they themselves can, can filter. That's pretty, I've got to look into that more. If that's the case, then I will eat my bananas from my yard. Okay. I wanted to show you something else recently. There's a lot of stuff going around, <clears throat> like TikTok and stuff. Um, oh, cut your, you know, celery off. I eat a ton of celery. I juice it every morning to alkalinize my body. And this one I started a few weeks ago. This was from the end of a celery. I had used a celery and they said, well, put it in some water to suspend it and you'll grow more celery. Well, take a look at this. See the roots? It's been sitting in a bowl of water. This is about, I want to say three weeks. Look at this. Celery. Life is 
miraculous and beautiful. God is great. This is the life force that he put into the world. You can poison it, you can cut it down, you can burn it, it's still gonna come back. Did you ever see that, uh, there's a great picture that circulates social media and it's of a, like a, like it looks like maybe a nuclear war went off and you see these, these cracks and it's dry and dead and there's a little leaf coming out. It's just, that, that's it, that's the message. This I did with an entire thing of celery. So I sacrificed, well I didn't sacrifice, I cut it all off and I juiced it at once. I don't waste a thing, but this is just two days. Okay, two days. There's a little, you probably can't see it because it's on cinematic. There's a little root there. Look at this. This was all flat. It's growing celery out of itself. And there's gonna be more, there's gonna be more. Look at that. So those, those sit in water. They actually have their own bowls, but I brought them out for show and tell. So guys, don't, don't be afraid. Discern, be suspicious of everyone. Don't trust anyone. Take it one step at a time and keep extrapolating the joy. Find the joy, get a tower garden by the way. I love it, so much you can grow. Self-sustain a little bit. Live in the confidence that you can self-sustain and that you will be, you will not only, as Jonah Bolt said last night uh, on the show, he said, we're not just looking to survive. We're going to thrive. We're gonna live better than ever. This has opened up many more doors than people would have walked through before. And we're gonna be fine. And like Dr. Lee Merritt said, and you'll see that next week. She said, I don't think these, this cabal is, I mean, they're menacing and they're dangerous, but I don't think they're as smart as they'd like us to think they are. So live well, take good care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. God bless you all. Enjoy. See you Monday night for the Dr. Jane Ruby Show. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. <gasps> when I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. MyPillow.com. Hi, everyone. Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on how you should be protecting your retirement funds, your 401k, your IRAs. Did you know that you can protect them with physical gold and silver to avoid losing everything that you've built over your lifetime? Please call the experts at Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. At least talk to an expert. Learn more about how you can protect what you've built up so that if things go crazy, as we know they will in this economy, you've got some of your investments protected with tangible physical gold and silver. 
every bit as valuable as real estate, something you can touch. They can't turn off, you know, with a flick of a switch. Call the people at Augusta Precious Metals. They're wonderful. They will educate you on what this is all about and what you need to do. And they will also provide you with some warnings about how to protect yourself from other companies that may be spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Medical Disclaimer. The Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.